Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Little Brown Stein will be staying in Missoula. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanes. Montana went to Moscow and trounced rival Idaho 34-14 on Saturday evening. Mitch Roberts, a junior wide receiver out of Missoula Sentinel, caught seven passes for a career-high 145 yards to pace a Grizz offense. They looked improved in Chris Brown's third start at quarterback. The Montana defense rolled up six sacks and held Idaho to 16 first downs as the Grizz won the battle for the Little Brown Stein for the seventh consecutive time. Montana defeated Idaho in all three matchups since UI returned to the Big Sky Conference in 28 and UM has not dropped a game to Idaho in the 21st century. Montana State won for the seventh straight time despite being shorthanded, posting a 27-9 victory over Idaho State. The Bobcats were without all big sky defensive tackle Chase Benson, starting inside linebacker Callahan O'Reilly, starting nickelback Tyrell Thomas, and starting right tackle TJ Session. Idaho State possessed the ball for nearly 43 minutes, yet did not score a touchdown. Isaiah Fonse rushed for 165 yards and a score, while Matt McKay overcame a rough start to throw a touchdown of 65 yards to Willie Patterson and a 29-yard score to Lance McCutcheon in the fourth quarter to help boost the Bobcats. And finally, in Cheney, Eastern Washington missed an extra point with less than two minutes to play, and Weber State held on for a 35-34 victory over the Eagles. The win keeps Weber alive in the playoff race while handing EWU its first defeat. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Montana, welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're coming to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. 
In the uh, market for a new truck, it's Trucktober at Northwest Motorsport. That means as low as 1.99% APR financing. Only a couple days left in this month. So go to nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Missed anything in the first hour of the show was the Montana Football Hour. My good friend Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, joined me in studio to diagnose everything we saw, both in Bozeman. I was over in Bozeman watching Montana State against Idaho State. He was over in Moscow watching Montana take down Idaho. And uh, a couple big wins for both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. So we gave you all the ins and outs of all that. You can find all of that on the podcast. Proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Monday afternoon marches on. That means it's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningwig in studio with us. This is presented in part by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's has 75 RV boats and brands. Offering the largest inventory under the big sky. Stop by 4800 Grand Creek Road. Start your next adventure with the premier RV and boat dealer in Montana today. Coach, we always like to get things started with what's going on with you personally. You got a couple boys. One's coaching in college football. One is playing at Carroll College. How'd the morning wake boys do? Well, first of all, I thought we were going to put the pedal to the metal. Hey, hey let's go. Boom. 0-2. Big Bobby Cage team. Carroll yeah. College lost in the last seconds, as most people uh, know in the state of Montana, I believe. And then Big Sky's team. They lost to a one, a decent one double eighteen, seventeen fourteen. Had chances to win the thing. They're still in it because I believe they're four and zero in their conference. So what are we in this for, right? What are the Grizz in it for? What are my sons in? What's Carol Cut to win the national championship? Yeah, yeah. So how do you do that? The first thing you need to do is dominate your conference and get into the tournament. And so that's where many teams are right now, right? Absolutely. Coach Morningway, he coached in the NFL for more than two decades, but a player, first and foremost, at the University of Montana back in the early 1980s. And so I want to ask you, last week, Bobcats took on Idaho State, Montana took on Idaho. That was in your era. Those teams were two of the premier teams in the Big Sky Conference. Montana was, you guys were sort of bringing Montana back. I know that your class and uh, that kind of group of guys was kind of the the first team that had real success uh, after a pretty dormant time in the 70s. But um, I mean, back then, though, Idaho, Idaho State, like those domes, those were pretty innovative, right? I mean, what do you remember about the Idaho schools back when you were playing quarterback for the Grizz? Big rivalries, especially the University of Idaho, the Vandals. And I'll tell you, I knew we had to turn at the end of 1980, my freshman season, because we, you know, for many reasons. Yeah. But nobody knew. Right. And then I believe it was 1981. And we beat Idaho State, which ended up we were the only team to beat them because they believe. went to they went to win the national championship, right? They won the national championship that, that, that year. That we, team had Merrill Hodge and yep. Marvin Lewis, so there was a whole bunch of reputable football names on yeah, that team. Yeah, there was there was many many good players, and 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 so we knocked them off. And then the Idaho game in 1981, I knew we hit it. We beat them in Moscow, and it was a huge win. And I'll tell you one reason why it was a huge win. Our trainer, the great Naseby Reinhardt. <clears throat> Legend. Legend. They should have. I got the first five grand on this if, if people want to go in. A life-size 
uh, statue of him, a bronze statue outside of the arena. Yes, absolutely. Look up Naseby Reinhardt's background and see if you're with me on this thing. When uh, So Coach Mornerweg and I got to know each other, uh, at least initially. You know, run each other at the golf course, various different things, but mostly because of the Montana Football Hall of Fame, which uh, I am on the board of directors for, and Marty was one of our recent inductees. But when we first started this thing six years ago, I remember I had I had never heard of Naseby Reinhardt. He was a little bit too old for me to have heard stories. Like all the guys that I played or that my, that played uh, for the Grizz when I was in school, and like my brothers there and everybody, they've all had J.C. Boyda, who's great, and he's been the trainer there forever. He'll be one of those guys where people tell stories about forever too because when you just have that job for 30 years, you just get to know so many guys. But I had no idea about Naseby Reinhardt. And so I'm the guy that puts together all the biographies, or I facilitate all that for our programs and stuff like that. I remember researching this guy, and I was just like, wow, what a career. You're right. He should have a statue out front of Montana. I mean, he's one of the most impactful people in the history of Montana athletics, right? Absolutely. He was a three-sports star. Right. And he was the trainer in the early 80s when I was playing, and I think he was going on 70. And his forearms, I was always jealous of. <laughs> right. And talk about impactful. He was impactful to me as well. He was one of those guys. He was an ex-athlete that was a trainer that I could tell him something that I was upset about or something that we needed to do, and he would absolutely, in his own way, put me right in my place in the direction that I should be heading. And I remember... Anything medical that I had, and I had a few of them now, you know, I got beat up just a little bit because of the style. Right. He was on it. Uh, And so I have great respect for him. Uh, Bronze statue out in front of the arena. Uh, There's no question about it. You know, uh, Doc Curry has everything named after him, which he has earned and deserved now. And I think Naseby, I think the training room's named after him as well. I think that's right. But he... I knew that it was a big rivalry because he, for some reason, huh. I never got down to it, loved beating Idaho. Man, that, that's the thing is, I think that that's why it's fun that Idaho's back in the league because I do think that a lot of Grizz fans, Bobcat fans, people around the state of Montana are very interested in Idaho. They're very interested in Idaho, their presence in the league. It's a good rivalry. I just hope Idaho can figure out a way to get it rolling a little bit because right now they don't have it rolling and uh, it's too bad for the league because if they were good, it would be good for the league. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningway joining me, Coulter Nuanez, in studio. Another one of my favorite uh, answers to a trivia question. The last time that there was two NFL head coaches that had the same alma mater for college, Marvin Lewis and Dirk Cutter, Idaho State. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, and I played against both. Both of those guys were like fifth-year seniors. Right. Dirk was a backup quarterback. I coached with Dirk. Dirk gave me a a, a really good opportunity as a graduate assistant mm. at the University of Texas El Paso, and he was the coordinator. And, of course, we've talked about it. That's where I first met Andy. We we hired an Andy offensive Reed, of line course. coach. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then Marvin Lewis, you know, I butted heads with him coaching so many different times. What a great defensive coach he is, and what a consistent head coach. I mean, absolutely, you know, yeah. So uh, I know it was funny when his whole thing sort of came to an end in Cincinnati because it was like he he produced almost the same results every year, and that's ultimately what ended it for him, right? You just knew you were going to be eight and eight to ten and six, maybe one one year to be eleven and five. 
playoffs, maybe a playoff game or two. It was amazing. They were very consistent. Well, the problem was it was just one playoff game. I That's think exactly was the right. big problem. I, I'm, I'm not sure he ever won, actually won a playoff game, but he was in the playoffs a good portion of the time. And uh, that is a heck of a trivia question right there. I would not have guessed that. Uh, amazing, right? Yeah. Idaho State. You never would have Big Sky. Hey, the Big Sky guys, I'm just telling you this, in the NFL, very, very proud of the Big Sky Conference. Very close-knit with all, even if they don't know each other. They Absolutely. have great pride in a Big Sky player on the opposing team. Absolutely. Coach, let's talk briefly about the Grizz. Did you get a chance to watch the Grizz on Saturday? Absolutely, I so, did. So uh, you and I talked. We actually talked out in the lobby after the show for a little while, just kind of diagnosing all of the things that was ailing Montana's offense. And we basically both came to the same consensus. This is not some gigantic problem. They just need to put the young kid in a position to succeed, let him cut it loose a little bit, and stop thinking so, so much. Let's just play. I thought it was a pretty good adjustment that they made because Chris Brown looked a lot more comfortable and every element of playing quarterback in Montana looked a lot better offensively than they have in about a month. Well, they looked like a, a whole new team, both, I thought, both all, both offensively yeah. and defensively. I think they had just a little blurp against a really good football team sure. uh, a week ago. And then totally different team th- this week. I thought they did make some adjustments on offense. They played a little bit to Chris Brown's strengths, and Chris Brown started turning it loose just a little bit, and they got the ball to their dudes. You know, that's always important. You and I have talked about that before, and their defense lit it up again, except for that first drive. Right. You know, that first drive, I'm going, oh, no, geez, it's the same-looking thing. Uh-uh. They splattered people after that. Well, I want to ask you about that, because this might not, might not be correlated to the NFL, because I actually don't think it really is, but in college, it seems to me, because so many teams are running all these systems, both defense and offensive side, and so much of it is to – make it so that you dictate what you're doing more than the opponent does, right? You don't want to be as reactionary because these are kids, right? I mean, these are young guys. They're not as experienced as NFL defensive guys or anything. But I found it striking. This Montana defense has been lights out. But they've given up points on their first the first possession of the other team. Seven out of the, what, four out of the seven games so far? But to me, it seems like it's not a coincidence because they're not dialing anything up. They're sort of just playing base on that first drive. And then once they see what the offense wants to do, Boom, unleash the hounds. Sort of like the first round of a heavyweight boxing match. Uh, You may be right. I've never looked at it that way. You know, that brings up a a good uh, thought that that just popped into my mind. Many of the great defensive coordinators I coached with, you know how offensive guys, or I do at least, a first 15. They put a script, yeah. Those those great defensive coordinators put together a first 15. You may not see the same front, stunt, blitz coverage one time in the first 15 plays, and they do that against inexperienced quarterbacks. Holy, and if they're any good at all, holy smokes, the man is in a tizzy. One, one question about the offensive line, not, not Montana specifically, but just offensive lines in general. And I think you see this in the NFL too because you, you don't really have – you have your starters and then how many guys do you usually keep on an NFL roster as backups, like three or four? Well, eight are usually up. Yeah, you've got, got eight, eight offensive right. linemen up on game day, and you may have 10 or 11 on the squad. Right, and so then you – you know, that's not very many options to, to go to, right? And oftentimes too – you know, if you have a premier tackle, that guy's getting paid so much that his backup's going to be a significant drop-off, both in salary and in talent. 
when, when you're having struggles on the offensive line, how hard is that within the scope of a season, both from an NFL or college level? Because it seems like there's not always a lot of moves to be made. And also, continuity is so important to that unit. And so making moves, it's not like receiver where, hey, this guy's loafing. Okay, I'm going to put this guy in to, to challenge both of these guys. That's not really how it works along the offensive front. Right, and many of the skill guys, you play directly to their strengths, so use all eligible runners and receivers during the game, and you may put a speedster in four times a game, uh, maybe in the slot, and have him do what he does best and run down the field or across the field. Line, different, because you mentioned it. That continuity is key. Your second and third center are always huge. Right. You know, you have to, you better... Uh, be ready for your second and third center. Your second and third left tackle. Huge in the NFL especially. And then it becomes matchups. And I think that's one thing the colleges don't do nearly as well as the NFL. What's the matchup? Where are our matchups really good? Where are we? We may struggle just a little bit. It may be at the left guard spot because one of the best pass rushers is, is right over the top of them, either going to be in a one or a three typically, right? So, so what do you do? You give the man help somehow, some way. There's a, a midriff of, of different ways you can help a man up front. And if, if you're down more than one, so if you're down two or three guys, turn the line occasionally. I mean, tackles down, guards down, centers down, back, and, then, and then you slide the backside. Do that occasionally and... Put the end on a tight end or fullback occasionally or double the end. Cut cut with one, jump them with the next guy, and that gives your line a chance to have success. Now, you can't do that all game, right? Right. But you can, you can mix it in to give that line a chance. The other thing you do is go some quick-hitting misdirection run plays, and then you have to move the quarterback set spot. And so you, you've got to do all of those things throughout a game when you're undermanned up front on the offensive line. Nuan is now. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback. Do this during the 5 o'clock hour each Monday. Marty Morningway joining me, Colter Nuanas in studio. Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Alpine Touch. Awesome giveaway going on right now. You have about mm, 25 more days, so a little over three weeks, to enter into this thing. What do you got to do? Well, you got to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You got to subscribe to our podcast. Nuanas now, N U A N E Z. That's easy. It's just pressing buttons on your smartphone. Then you got to go Instagram and Facebook. Follow ESPN Missoula. Follow Alpine Touch. Follow Haymaker Beef. That gets you entered then to win a smoker from Traeger Grill, a, a smoker, a Traeger smoker, a Big old bucket of Alpine Touch. Big old gift basket with a, at least a year's supply of Alpine Touch. And a beef box from Haymaker Beef. Or maybe you'll win a grill, a cooler, and an otter box from Twisted Tea. Follow us. Subscribe. Then text us. 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Bring it into the modern era here. I know this is sort of an interesting entry point for quite a few of our listeners. And, you know, let's say... Let's say you're fully opposed to Instagram, or you're like Coach Marty. You don't really know what this Instagram is. Hey, just let us know that you're listening. If you send me a funny text and say, hey, I don't know what an Instagram is, but I'm subscribed to the podcast or whatever, we just want your engagement. And I'm not trying to give anybody off the hook. It's easy for most of you. Most of you got your smartphone in your hand right now. I'm sure you do. But... 
just do it. And if you can't, still just text us. And we're going to pick a winner uh, right before the Bobcat Grizzly game here in Missoula on November 20th. And if you want Alpine Touch right now, call us, 888 That's 406-888-1029. Caller number three, we got a Grand Slam package from Alpine Touch. All you have to do is give your information to Andrew in the back, and uh, we'll get it sent right to you. Here's what we're going to do. we got a ton of NFL stuff to talk to about, also some prep football stuff as well to talk about because Coach Marty, he, coaches, uh, he, ha- he holds a quarterback camp each summer here uh, in Missoula. Pretty much all the guys that he coached this last summer, they're in the state playoffs. So uh, direct correlation. There were some good ones at that camp, and they got some good mentorship from this guy. So we will go all around the NFL and a couple thoughts on high school football as well. Keep it right here. Nuwana is now. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Little Brown Stein will be staying in Missoula. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanes. Montana went to Moscow and trounced rival Idaho 34-14 on Saturday evening. Mitch Roberts, a junior wide receiver out of Missoula Sentinel, caught seven passes for a career high 145 yards to pace a Grizz offense. They looked improved in Chris Brown's third start at quarterback. The Montana defense rolled up six sacks and held Idaho to 16 first downs as the Grizz won the battle for the Little Brown Stein for the seventh consecutive time. Montana defeated Idaho in all three matchups since UI returned to the Big Sky Conference in 2018 and UM has not dropped a game to Idaho in the 21st century. Montana State won for the seventh straight time despite being shorthanded, posting a 27-9 victory over Idaho State. The Bobcats were without all Big Sky defensive tackle Chase Benson, starting inside linebacker Callahan O'Reilly, starting nickelback Tyrell Thomas, and starting right tackle TJ Session. Idaho State possessed the ball for nearly 43 minutes, yet did not score a touchdown. Isaiah Fonse rushed for 165 yards and a score, while Matt McKay overcame a rough start to throw a touchdown of 65 yards to Willie Patterson and a 29-yard score to Lance McCutcheon in the fourth quarter to help boost the Bobcats. And finally, in Cheney, Eastern Washington missed an extra point with less than two minutes to play, and Weber State held on for a 35-34 victory over the Eagles. The win keeps Weber alive in the playoff race while handing EWU its first defeat. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Stones here for you on a Monday. Marty Morningway joining me, Coulter Nuanez, in studio. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, presented by Brett's RV and Marine. 
We are broadcasting to you on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Brett's RV and Marine, need a place to store your RV for the winter? You need some help getting it winterized? Any of those things, Brett's can help you with. Just head on over to 4800 Grant Creek Road here in Missoula, and uh, Brett's will get you all taken care of with winter right on the horizon. You Rolling Stones guy, Coach? Absolutely, but I was wondering if we were going to rock and roll with Willie Nelson. Ooh, we're going to get some Mike Whiskey some Willie. River or something like that. Okay, okay. You know? Let's rock and roll with, with Willie one well, time. So this one is, time. This is funny, actually. Coach Marty and I were on the golf course this summer, and he, he's DJing like he does, got his music on. He's like, you like my music? And I'm like, of course. I love all sorts of music. I got old school music taste. But we're about 14 holes in, and I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, this guy's from California. Went to high school in California. <laughs> and I'm like, Coach, why do you love Merle Haggard and Willie Nelson and the Eagles and all these? It doesn't seem like cowboy music. And you talk with a little twang in your voice like, oh, no, no, no. I grew up in Texas and Oklahoma before we moved to California. So that made a lot more sense to me. Right. I grew up with it. My mom and dad were from the sticks in Oklahoma. Right. And we were all born in Oklahoma. And, and then Houston, Texas until I was about 10. And then outside of Boston for a couple years. Oh, then, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Orr, Phil Esposito, you know, that, that Boston thing. Oh, buddy. Because I was like 10, 11, and 12. Sure. When we were right outside of Boston in a small place called Holliston, Massachusetts. Okay. And uh, what a great experience. What a great sports area New England is. Oh, man. And so I still favor the Red Sox and yeah, the yeah. Patriots to some extent, but 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 certainly certainly uh, the the basketball, baseball, the hockey, the Bruins, Bobby Orr, Phillips, uh, yeah. all those guys were playing when uh, when I was 10, 11, 12 outside of Boston. Funny to think that then the Red Sox were were only okay. They're still in the midst of their curse. It was always you know Red Sox poor us whatever, and the Patriots were not nothing really to sneeze at. But that was also the golden. I mean the Bruins were like the number one show in town, right? I mean this yeah. Bruins were as good as it gets. And then, of course, the Celtics were just absolutely dominant at that moment in time, Yeah, too. John Havlicek, all those guys. And and my dad took me to to uh, one of those games each year. One, right, one right, game. Right. So I – and so anyway, I favor the New England sports teams to some extent. I got a good – a great story about Jim Plunkett, you know, and the New England Patriots. Right. And he got beat up. And I was there then. And we moved to San Jose, California, right when he goes to the 49ers. And right. he got beat up there. And then all of a sudden, he wins. So he's a Super Bowl MVP with the Raiders when he got a little older. So uh, it was that I thought that was unique because Plunkett came from Stanford to New England, right. back to the Bay Area right when we moved there. I guess you had to be there, Coulter, for that <laughs> one. <laughs> well, Jim Plunkett is – I don't know why uh, – for whatever reason, Plunkett doesn't get mentioned in the. I don't know why. He it seems like he's sometimes mentioned a little bit, but I just don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Right? He won two Super Bowls, didn't he? Two Super Bowls, Super Bowl MVP. He was one of the few, and I. The only reason I know this is because he went to a school in my school district. Sure, sure. You see, when, when I was going to high school, he came out of there. But he won uh, the Heisman Trophy, first pick in the NFL draft. Rookie of the year, although he got beat up, you know, there in New England all yeah. those years. And then uh, uh, Super Bowl winner and Super Bowl MVP. I mean, that's a lot of good stuff there. But here's the problem. In between his rookie year and many years later when he won the Super Bowl, plural, yeah. 
There was not much. There was shoulder surgeries. He was on bad teams sure. with the 49ers and so on. Yeah, and, you know, during that era as well, even though the Raiders did get some headlines, they they weren't the Miami Dolphins, they weren't the Pittsburgh Steelers, they weren't the Dallas Cowboys, and those were sort of the teams that were getting all the headlines back then too. Right. Tom Flores finally went into the Hall of Fame, I believe, recently, mm -hmm. and he was the coach of those teams. Yep. And, you know, Plunkett could throw the football deep. And, uh, you know, back then the Raiders, uh, they drafted speed, yep. and Al Davis wanted to throw the ball down the field. Speaking of the Raiders, that's the entry point to the broad question I want to ask you. The Raiders a couple weeks ago, um, part ways with John Gruden, I don't necessarily want to go down that hornet's nest. I mean, my goodness, what a disaster that whole thing was. But, frankly, in the NFL, uh, coaching changes, coaching dismissals, it's a part of the, of the sport. I mean, it, it just is. It's what, it's what happens. I mean, you can win a freaking Super Bowl and two years later be out of a job. That's asked Doug That's Peterson, right. right? I mean, it's unbelievable what, what happens with the coaching carousel. But... When coaching staffs get disrupted or a head coach gets let go in the middle of a year, what's that? Have you ever been on a staff where that's happened? Uh, an assistant, well, twice. Yeah, you were an assistant for uh, a couple assistants, times. and when, when an assistant went now, and I saw where Texas Tech just fired yeah, their yeah. coach. But you haven't been on one with the head coach. Well, the head coach, coach, no. See, so, I think that would just be so hard, right? Well, I, I think it's 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 both. I, I I think the Raiders are a very good football team. They are right, and so when. A defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator or head coach is let go during a season. It's usually because they're really a bad football team. Right. You know, so it usually doesn't go very well. Now, the Raiders, I think, are a good football team. The head coach was let go for other off-the-field right. problems, and totally. they were some big problems, right? But typically when a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator or even a head coach is let go during the season— that side of the ball, the defense or the offense or the whole team, will typically do one of two things. They'll either rise to the occasion and adversity spurs them and they, they play over their heads for a couple weeks and then back down to where they were. Yeah. Or they take it for a couple weeks because right. it's such a shock and they don't handle that adversity very well. And then they come back up to about where they were. So coaching changes during the season Typically, not always, not, 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 there's some outliers where it's worked, by the way. Totally. But, but, you know, Baltimore fired their offensive coordinator well before I got there. And then, and then sort of the staff took over and they end up winning the Super Bowl. Uh, so there's an outlier, but typically it's the start of a, of a process of going downhill and then everybody's let go at some point has been my experiences. It is true, though. It's like a point worth making that the Raiders are good, and that's one of the reasons why they've been good since John Gruden was let go. I think that there is an element of them you know, playing on his behalf. I think that he was a well-liked coach there, despite the controversial ending to his tenure there. But also, they just have really good players. And I thought that was a big-time win yesterday because Darren Waller, who's one of the most unique weapons in the National Football League, he's like a tight end slot receiver all knocked up into one. He's, he's such a freak. But him being out, I think that it was even a bigger win because uh, here's the thing. Here's what's happening in Oakland. Or excuse me, Las Vegas. I'm still never going to get over the fact that they moved to Las Vegas. But here's what's happening. Derek Carr has quietly become what everybody thought he could become but that he hasn't been able to become. And he, he is. He's playing like one of the 10 best guys in the league right now. 
Well, on occasion, it will take a, a talented quarterback, and you could see the talent. Oh, absolutely. I, I liked him coming out, the ability to throw the football yep. and to maneuver just a little bit. I, th- I thought his instincts were pretty good. Uh, it, sometimes it takes a few years for them to to grasp the whole game. And you, as a quarterback, you better grasp the whole game if you're going to win on a consistent basis, and that's what he's done. I've got a good Darren Waller story for you if we have time. Well, tell it. Let's go. Well, Where I'm in? in Baltimore, and Darren Darren's making the – the transition from a huge receiver right. to the tight end spot. This is all public knowledge, so I'm not going sure. behind the scenes. There was a training camp practice in the middle of practice. He's he's quitting. He's walking off the field. It's too much. Now that's a big transition right. from receiver to tight end. I mean, there's some stuff that's happening oh, yeah. that a receiver has never been accustomed to, and it is. Physical, physical, physical. No, 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 no. Get him back here now. And then, as you know, some people know, he went through the drug and alcohol, all those things. So I was there when all of that was occurring. And Ozzie Newsom and Steve, the owner, and a lot of people helped that, that young man, you know, rehab facilities, all these things, right? And then he was forced into action, uh, oh, a year or two later. And wow, you know, and and let's not let this young man off of this team because if he hits it, now what are the odds, right? Right. But if he hits it, it's he's going to be a monster. Absolutely. And so he was not up one game, and we're playing the Raiders at home. Well, typically with the guys that are on dress, we would take them out pregame, pre-pregame, right? Right. And get them a quick, nice little workout and get them better. Get better every day, right? So game day, if they're not playing, we do that. And there was a time about three weeks before that, uh, Darren Waller, we should not do this with. Let's not, nah, nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. Bam! They took him off. It was, it was a, he was on the practice squad at the time. They saw him and said, hey, come on. Boom. And, you know, with practice squad players, you can, you can pay them whatever you want to pay them. Right. Right. There's, now it goes against your salary cap, but, you know, you can sort of talk guys into it and, or elevate them. Well, we had just drafted a couple tight ends, and he thought it was better for him to go to Oakland. And he became a monster. What a fine player he is. And I'm so happy for him yeah. that those problems are in the past. For sure. And he is rolling. I mean, he said that on Hard Knocks, too. He said, I had to hit rock bottom to realize what I could become. And he did, and then he made a life out of it. And uh, it's a phenomenal story. It's one of the best stories in the NFL Marty Morningway joining me in studio. We'll take a step outside of the Monday afternoon quarterback quickly to give you a brief update on what happened in the high school world of sports. Last Thursday, Missoula Sentinel uh, with another big win. They're eighth in a row to start this year. They're 18th straight. Uh, They are now the number one seed. They won at Butte 28-14. So they're the number one seed coming into the Class AA playoffs. They get a bye. The uh, Missoula Big Sky Eagles, they got in uh, with a a, uh, win over Kalispell Flathead. So Matt Johnson's squad in the playoffs as well. But then there was some crosstowns on Friday night uh, to kind of fill out the rest of the bracket. Helena High stayed red hot, 21-7 over Helena Capital. Great Falls High, they might be the hottest team in the state. They won 35-21 over Great Falls CMR. Billings West, 35-7 over Bozeman. Coach Morningweg hosts a camp for some of the top high school quarterbacks from around the state of Montana each summer. And this last summer, Marty, you had... Caden Hewitt from Helena High. You had Reed Harris from uh, Great Falls High. 
you had uh, Isaiah Clonch from Billings West, and you had Zach Cruz from Missoula Sentinel. So you got to be proud of these guys, man. All four of the guys that were uh, kind of the headliners of your camp, they're all doing great right now. Well, I'll tell you, it was the most talented for sure. group that we have had. And we've had talented guys oh, yeah. in, the, in past years. I mean, we I watched – I remember the first time I came out, Chris Brown, the quarterback for the Grizzlies, was there mm-hmm. when he was at Bozeman High. Um a couple, Carson Rostad was there a couple years ago. He since made the switch to defense for the Montana Grizzlies, oh. but he was a Gatorade player of the year. So you've had some talented guys there. Oh, uh, extra time. I thought there was probably eight fellas there mm-hmm. that if I was a high school coach, I would have been, you know, the white stuff coming out of your mouth, yeah. drool, drooling a little bit. And then out of those, there was probably four or five fellas that I went, Man alive, if I was a college coach. Now, there was a couple of them where I said, okay, I would take him as a quarterback. Sure. You know, those type of things go through your mind. And then give him a year or two at the quarterback spot because this guy can play any other position for us. Right. You know, there was a couple of those fellas. And then there was a couple of quarterbacks who I thought would be fine, fine college quarterbacks right off the bat. So, yeah, it was a quite a talented uh, group of people at the Camp Marty quarterback school. And you'll keep doing that, right? This come, You're going to have another one coming up this next summer? Absolutely. We do it every year. The yeah. only year we missed was a COVID-19. That's right. We had, to, we had to skip it that year. But listen, I enjoy it, I think, the kids as much it. or more as the kids because I get, I get to coach the high school kids. And I will tell you all, for all those high school coaches out there, what a great influence you have on these young men that are going to be leaders in the near future of these communities. There rarely goes a day where a high school athlete doesn't think about his coaches. So those high school coaches out there, kudos to you. Absolutely. Prep Exer presented by Farmer State Bank. Thanks so much for Farmer State Bank for all their support of local athletics. Farmer State Bank enriching the lives of Montana since 1907. More on the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty right after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio. Whiskey River, take my mind. Don't let her memory torture me. Whiskey River, Whiskey River take my mind. I got to work on that. <laughs> it is the karaoke hour with Marty Morningweg, rather known as the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Diagnosing all things football. We've actually been rapping for quite some time. We've hardly even talked about the NFL, so we dive back into it. Monday afternoon quarterback is presented in part by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine has been locally owned and operated for more than 50 years. Head on over to 4800 Grant Creek Road to check out the largest inventory of RVs and boats anywhere under the big sky. Coach, I know that you keep uh, good tabs on a lot of the uh, former colleagues of yours and good friends of yours throughout the league. But right now, I think that the one of the primary storylines in the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs. And they uh, have turned the ball over more times this year than they have in the last two years combined, I think. Uh, Patrick Mahomes left the game with an injury yesterday. 
I was in the midst of packing up some stuff in my garage in Bozeman, sort of monitoring the game, and all of a sudden I come back inside. It's twenty-four nothing. I never. I mean. That's not really been a part of the narrative with Patrick Mahomes yet. So where are we at with the Kansas City Chiefs? Don't count them out. Now, I'm biased. Sure. But don't count them I out. Mean, they have one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL. So yeah. that, you can't count out Andy Reid ever. Yeah. And 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 so here here's the situation in Kansas City. I know exactly what's going on. First of all, the health of Patrick Mahomes. Sure. That was quite a shot, wasn't it? Oh, all buddy. Right. They just simply take care of the ball. They'll win most games. So, and, and it looks like there's two things. Take care of the ball, period. Yep. Right? Want to be the Harlem Globetrotters as long, and that's what they are. They are. As long as you take care of the ball. Okay? So they got, they got a I've tight. I've never end. heard that before. That's great. Yeah. The Harlem Globetrotters, exactly what they yeah, are. Yeah, as long as you take care of the ball now. And, and so they got to tighten that up. That's first. Second, they've got to do something defensively. I've never seen them quite this way right. for this long period of time because usually you can pick one, two, or three things out, get it corrected, and play better defense. They might have too many holes on defense. That's my only concern. My second, well, that's my first concern. My second concern is that division's pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so so they're going to have I mean, to... the fact that the fact that the Raiders and the Chargers are as good as they are, I think it really throws a whole new challenge in front of the Chiefs. Yeah, and look at three and four teams, don't count them out. Right. Been there, done that. It, we talked about this, I believe, last week. It's a game of streaks. Yep. You know, and the Kansas City Chiefs, for them to get on a five, six, eight game winning streak will be nothing. And so don't be surprised if they're there at the end and they sneak into the playoff picture. A guy I was super high on when he was in college is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold then got put in a tough spot in New York. That then came to an end, but he got a fresh start in Carolina. They started 3-0, and but then uh, their primary offensive weapon, who is the most used offensive weapon in the NFL besides Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey, he's been out. And uh, But Darnold has really struggled, and yesterday he got benched. And so, not necessarily about Darnold, but just in terms of a young quarterback, when a guy sort of loses his confidence or loses his rhythm, how hard is it to get that guy back? Uh, how hard is it to get him back to being a productive guy? Well, Sam's gone from three and zero to zero and four. Right, right. So they're so so I think now he's got sacked fifteen times during that span. Yeah, and and so things aren't going well. So when you're recruiting a man in college or you're drafting a man out of college, there's where that toughness, that mental toughness, the physical toughness, and the character goes a long, long way. Those guys who can motor through the bad stuff, this zero and four streak and come out of it the other end makes him even better. So if he can do that, okay, I would I now you were probably higher on him than I was coming out. I think yeah. he was a fine quarterback. Yeah. You, you, it sounds like you had him a little uh, higher I, than I, I did. I did only because I, I honestly I think I got out over my skis. Darnold was so hot when he was a freshman, yeah. and then people started figuring him out. And he's he's talented for sure, but he he rode the hot streak of being sort of the guy, the new guy on the scene when he was a freshman. He had that great win over Penn State in the Rose Bowl, and I was kind of just high on him ever since then. But he hasn't actually ever lived up to that since then. He's kind of at his peak when he was like twenty. Right, right, and th- that comes in because it comes into your evaluation too. No question. You know when you're when you're drafting guys with Sam. Look, you, when, when you have a quarterback that's 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 in this situation, you focus on several things and make it simple and crisp and sharp. 
the confidence thing. There's a way to inject confidence in young men. That's first and foremost. And then you go directly to what makes a quarterback great. Decision-making, and he's had some decision-making problems. So you get that straightened out, the accuracy, the timing, and turn it loose and trust your gut instinct. So you've got to be able to play naturally that way. And then that man will have a really good opportunity to come out of this thing and play well down the stretch. When you see, um, I guess, how do I phrase this? Right now, there's a bunch of heat on Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. Yeah, There's been this brewing narrative. They use the number three overall pick for Trey Lance. And it seems as if that narrative around the Niners is affecting Jimmy Garoppolo. At what I mean, at what point is it not too late to move on? I mean, it seems like the Niners have a lot of talent, but now they, they can't really find it. They lost another primetime game last night where they did not look good. It feels like the weight of the narrative is sort of weighing on that franchise. Yeah, at home as well. They haven't won a game at home in a long time. They have not. Well, then they had to play outside of their home state yeah. for a great part of last season as well. Two or three games yeah. Yeah, at home, out of state. I'll tell you, I, I, I'm surpri- that's one of the surprising teams, disappointing teams Absolutely. to me, was, is the 49ers. You know, uh, two years ago, they were really, really good. Oh, yeah. And last year, they got beat up. So I, I expected them to be really good this year. And I'm not sure, Coulter, that they're a great football. I think they're a middle-of-the-road team. Yeah. It looked to me like it was crystal clear that Indianapolis was a better team. Sure. Uh, and, and, and so the Garoppolo thing, and here's what happens. I've been there, done this. You draft a quarterback high. No matter what, if you're doing uh, uh, okay, medium, or poor, there will be heat to put the rookie in. Okay. The only way you get out of that is if you're playing at a high level, consistent basis with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, a la the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, his only start as a rookie, because they did fairly well throughout the long season. His only uh, start was the last game where it meant nothing. They were already in the playoffs, and then they start him in the second year. I'm sure that that was San Francisco's plan. Go with Jimmy. They're going to play well enough to get in the playoffs, and then year two, they would start the youngster. Well, just a couple minutes here, Coach. So uh, a a lot of NFL stuff to get to. We'll continue to do this each and every Monday. But your take on tonight's game, because the uh, Saints have been good uh, since the post-Drew Brees era began. That's not always the case. The Seahawks have been swimming since Russell Wilson broke his hand. That's not surprising at all to me because he is one of the franchise quarterbacks. So what do you think of tonight's game? Well, it's been a game and a half, right, for Russell's being down. Now look at, I coached Geno Smith in New York where we were ranked the worst team in the league and we went 8-8 and and he started all 16 games. So I think the, and, and that fumble last week at the end of the game that Geno had, I think the perception of Geno, is not as high as it should be. Sure. So don't count the Seahawks out. I think the New Orleans Saints, even possibly with Russell Wilson, are a little bit better team right now. Now the game's being played in Seattle. I would take the New Orleans Saints, but I'm rooting for Geno Smith. Gotta love it. Coach Barry Morningwakes, Monday afternoon quarterback, presented by Brett's RV and Marine and Alpine Touch. Coach, this is great having you here as always. 
Awesome. Let's rock and roll with Willie Nelson one more time. <laughs> Whiskey River. Gotta love it. Maybe Marty will sing for you a little bit again next week. But we will be back at it next Monday for our jam-packed Monday, as always. Thanks to Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz, as well as Marty Morningweg, longtime NFL offensive coach. For joining us here on Nuanas Now, you missed anything in today's show. We did have the Montana Football Hour and the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. You can find all that on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Justin Angle is going to swing by. Andrew Houghton also going to give you some takes from all across the Montana sporting world. We'll have our Treasure State Stars, and we'll have some free tagliere. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. It's Nuanas Now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.